friends, and welcome to Area 51 and a Half, where we talk about all things science fiction, fantasy, horror, and pop culture. This is a very special Christmas episode. Nick, remind our aliens how they can get a hold of us. They can find us on social media by searching... They can find us on social media that is Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at the Area 51H. You can search for us on Facebook by searching for Area 51 and a Half. Same thing for YouTube. And of course, check out our Patreon where you can find all sorts of exclusives and goodies. Now, I am your host, Spooky Uncle John, and of course you just heard from... Snyderman 501 Nick Snyder. And our techno mage. Ren, a.k.a. Pyro Lily. And today we're just going to have a quick little episode. We're just going to wish everybody, you know, happy holidays and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to talk about what our ultimate Christmas movie special is. It's just not Christmas without it. Nick, let's start with you. Oh, geez. Well, like, every Christmas Eve, I watch a marathon of um, of A Christmas Carol. So, like, I watch, like, several different versions. I watch Muppet Christmas Carol. I watch the Patrick Stewart. I watch Scrooge. I have recently added the, uh, the, the John... Um, George C. Scott? George C. Scott yeah. version, because, oh, my God. Uh, but Were you about to see the John Cena version? No, I was about to see the John C. Riley version. <laughs> but I would watch the John Cena version of A Christmas Carol. It's Continue. I, but it's true because the people in the people when they go back in time can't see him. Nick, you would lose your mind if there was a WWE Christmas Carol. John oh my Cena, god. Let's go. The Undertaker would be the ghost of Christmas past. No, yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. The Ghost of Christmas Future. Sorry. Uh, Hogan would be Ghost of Christmas Past. Can you see that? Oh my God. Well, brother, you're gonna take you on a journey to your path. Let me tell you something, Ebenezer. (laughs) This has devolved quickly. All right. Um. (laughs) So for you, it's a Christmas Carol. Uh, You didn't mention the Alistair Sim one. Do you watch that one too? No. No, no. I have never I've never been a fan of that one. Really? No. That no. like people hold that one in high regard as like the ultimate. For me, um like for this just for the straight laced ones like the pure um adaptation, for me it is the Patrick Stewart one because Patrick Stewart he played Scrooge in in a one man show for years, mm. for like a decade. He knows the character in and out. And I just love his performance of it, but... I love Joel Grey as the Ghost of Christmas Past. Mm-hmm. Or, it's actually Spirit of Christmas Past, yes. I think. But I, I love Joel Grey's performance in that. But my favorite, and I have to watch it every Christmas Eve because it's not Christmas until Bur- Bill Murray yells at me at the end. <laughs> Scrooge. I love Scrooge. I love the comedy in it. I love the makeup effects in it. Bill Murray is... Bill Murray is wonderful in it. And I love the fact that it's not like the, the uh, and one it was a social message too, because yeah. like all the proceeds went to end apartheid still, still do. Yeah. Um, it still goes to charity. That movie has never made a profit. Yeah. And I love that. Every time I think of a fairy, I think of the ball breaker suite with the, yeah, yes. I just, I think, and I'm like, Oh my God, I just want to play a fairy. That obnoxious. I, I love Carol Kane's voice. I love, I love how she portrays that where she's just like, yeah, oh, I haven't either. And she hits him with a toaster and you know, and uh, that is what, that's the vibe that I want my life to be. Who, who plays <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past? Because, Oh, I can never remember his name. He's great, though. Yeah. He's great. I love the New York cabbie aesthetic. 
Um, I love the fact he's got the the elf ears. Yeah. And he's just it's just a it's a cool role. And when I was a kid, that ghost of Christmas yet to come scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Especially when he opens his up, up his robe and there's like, <sighs> yeah, the people melded into his skin. There's a meme now, and I love it where it's like. Uh, it's Mar the equivalent of Marley's ghost. Yeah. Right. And he shows up and shows Bill Murray, and then Bill is like, "You're going to be haunted by three spirits." And then shows Bill Murray's like, "I ain't afraid of no ghosts." Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Bill Murray obviously is a powerhouse. Period. But like Karen Allen. Yeah. And someone that I think is really underrated and has been looked over a lot by John Glover. Yeah. Um, who I I've grown up with. I love the guy. I think he's great. But he is he's he's a slimy New York yuppie scum in this, and yeah. I love it. Well, it was a who's who of Hollywood yeah. coming together to make something magical and something special. Ren, what about you? What's your go-to? What's your absolute so so for Nick it's a Christmas carol, just about any version. Yeah. Um, I love the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Right. And uh Love Actually is a big one for me. Um, I have to watch Love Actually like every year for Christmas, and it's pretty great. I it's... love I love the humor in the Santa Claus because I mean, it, first of all, it's it's it is family friendly, but it's also got that tongue in cheek kind of adult humor. Like when he's walking down the street and he's like, "Billy, nice, uh, Jimmy, naughty, Veronica, very nice," and she's like, in your dream sleigh boy. <laughs> it was also a cool thing because uh, we realized after like Internet Movie Database and stuff came out that there was a trail in the Toronto Zoo that was used in the movie. And so every year when we were in the States, we'd come up here for a vacation and we'd walk along that the reindeer trail because yeah. they didn't they didn't block out the footprints on it. Yeah. Um but yeah we'd always walk along it and it was well, just it was great. Like and it we made just thought it was really fun. Great magical world yeah. too, you know, that explained a lot of things. Um I love the the intro because uh, Tim Allen at the time was just coming off of Home Improvement, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, Home Improvement might have even still been running. I'm it not. was, yeah. And so he, he holds up that little tool belt in yeah. front, you know. Um, I think the only problem with the Santa Claus I'm finding now is that, here we go with Disney, it's like, we have a cash cow, let's milk it to death. And it's like... Well, yeah, the second one was all right. I never actually saw the third one, but from what I know, it's just... Martin short like chewing scenery and spitting it back out. Yeah, which was um, which was fabulous. But yeah. I mean it's you go from this really sort of richly layered wonderful story mm -hmm. to kind of yeah, silly comedy and now they've got like the Santa Clauses or the clauses or something like that. I, the series on Disney know. Plus, which is we but, you actually had me watch Love Actually for the first time the other day. Yeah, as I mentioned on our Facebook page, we did, uh, like I did a marathon. It was Love Actually, Die Hard, and then Love Hard, um, <laughs> and it was great. It wow, was awesome. That trilogy just doesn't make any sense it, to me. Maybe was, I'm missing something. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, so yeah, like Nick watched Love Actually for the first time, and then no, I loved I've it. Seen, it was funny. I've yeah. seen Die Hard a bunch, so whatever. And then uh, Love Hard was basically, it's a Netflix movie about someone that got catfished. But right. her favorite movie is Die Hard and his favorite movie is Love Actually. Right. Like their favorite Christmas movies. So, yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah, lots of fun there. Um, I, I'm going to mention three and a half. <laughs> uh, for me, Christmas. I need the Grinch. Mm. I need the 
original 1960s Chuck Jones animated, Boris Karloff narrated. I need that one. Yeah. I, I need that version because it's such a wonderful bit of historic animation. June Foray plays Cindy Lou Who, a great actress, a uh, great character, voice actress, mm-hmm. um, going toe to toe with like the guys. You yeah. know, like there was, you know, like you have heard June Foray's voice if you've watched any kind of animation from. Mm-hmm. Even up until like she was quite old, I think she was still doing some some voice acting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she she'd been featured on The Simpsons. As well. Yeah, I, I I would have to look that up. But I'm not sure. But then there's also the Jim Carrey version, which I know a lot of people didn't like, but it's faithful, mm-hmm. and it is so faithful that it's just like I I love this. So I, I usually do a back to back with that, right? Like I'll watch the animated one because it's the best. And then I'll watch the Jim Carrey one because it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ron Howard was so smart in that because he said things, he says, we need a Boris Karloff. We don't have a Boris Karloff. How are we going to get that Boris Karloff? And he sat there and went, Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter. That is the equivalent of Boris Karloff yeah. as Frankenstein. Oh, Let us go. get him to do the narration. And so that to me is just that cherry on top of it mm-hmm. because like you have like, Christine Baranski, you've got Jim Carrey, you've got Jeffrey Tambor, mm-hmm. you know, you've you've got these really great Mindy Sterling, you know, as one of the ants. Like you've got this this expanded Seussian universe, and they made the set look like Doctor Seuss. Yeah, uh, you know, like you could just go right in there. My favorite part is when he's working on the sleigh during the song, and he like flips down the. Uh, the the visor and yeah. screams like your heart's an empty hole but like gets like really operatic about yeah. it and it's like oh my gosh you're so over the top <laughs> and I love it like <laughs> my favorite is when he's checking the the messages and it's like uh, odd no messages <laughs> let me check the outgoing if you so much as utter <laughs> one symbol I will hunt you down and gut you like a fish yes. <laughs> I have to wonder. How much of that was in the script oh, and how God. much of that was Jim Carrey just going? That The uh, whole calendar thing must have just been him. Just like, like is I, this I, loathing? I can't miss that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, so, like, yeah, I know. Stood there and <laughs> let's go alphabetically this time. Abacanazer, <laughs> who? I hate you! <laughs> like, I think he just embodied it. But the, the funny little thing about it is that Theodore Giesel, Dr. Seuss's widow, Met Jim Carrey when he was working on Man in the Moon. Oh, and she was not having it. She didn't want him. Oh, to, really? To, yeah, no, she did not want. She wanted Jack Nicholson. Mm. Jack Nicholson would have done a great job. Now, d- d- we, Jack, he played the Joker. He would have done a great job. But the thing is, with with Nicholson, is he hates makeup. That's why in Wolf, he would he, very famously. Well, he sits there in Wolf, and he's getting the makeup test, and they're. They weren't even like, they were like a quarter of the way done. And Nicholson very famously sits and goes, Hell, I think you're on the right track. Gets up and walks away. <laughs> it takes, takes the makeup off, and the makeup artist is like, well, Okay, that, that's what we have. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what it's going to be. And so he never gets into that full yeah. wolf, right? So Nicholson would probably have never played the Grinch because could you, like, he would not sit for the makeup. Carrie had to have like we see those behind the scene things with the uh, 
marine tactics in order to, you know, deal with the, shall we say, discomfort of the, the costume and the makeup, right? Yeah. But I, I have to have How the Grinch Stole Christmas in some form, except right actor, terrible movie, the latest one with Benedict Benny Cumberbatch. I mean, this is this is what we were talking about in our last episode about, you know, like looking at things with a different lens because it doesn't work. It can't be all this like, oh, kumbaya. and why do we need that fat reindeer? We don't need him. Like they just added these these characters for the sake of it that don't add anything to the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that one. Mm, I avoided no that one. I didn't want to see it. I wanted to see it out of curiosity because I wanted to see what Benedict Cumberbatch would have done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's not listening, but anyway, Mr. Cumberbatch, I'm one of the few people on the planet that can say your name correctly. So if you are listening, which I know you're not, but if you are, I'm sorry, you were a great Grinch. You were the perfect mm-hmm. choice. But it was a bad script. We have some responses from um, some of our aliens on our Facebook page. Uh, So Beth said that original Miracle on 34th Street, Mm -hmm. which is pretty good. Um, I directed the stage version of that. uh, Yeah? Yeah. And it was so funny. Our friend Matt Morrow, he comes into the audition. He says, I just want to be the drunken Santa. And I'm like, okay. Easy, easy (laughs) casting there. Perfect. Uh, but, you know, like, that that's such a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful uh, story. It's like Edmund Gwynn got an Oscar for it playing the Santa, right? And he is marvelous at it. You would believe he is Santa mm-hmm. Claus. Oh, yeah. Uh, Holly says, White Christmas, the Muppet Christmas Carol, <laughs> and a Muppet Family Christmas. I love, I love the one scene in White Christmas, the sister scene. <laughs> So first of all, you have um, the sisters doing it, yep. and then like they this shenanigans, and it's like all oh, that old routine. We got to get the girls out of here. Got to give them one yep. this landlord, and then they go on, and you know you can see it where <laughs> I'm watching Bing Crosby crack up, and the whole thing of it's like you have to remember aliens. Danny Kay is like the Jim Carrey of his time, right? So I'm pretty sure that watching Bing Crosby crack up is completely because of Danny Kay, and they love that so much that they used that. Yeah, because they were one. just goofing around on set. Yeah. Now, this Nick has not seen it, so yeah. we have to work on that. But um, <laughs> so yeah, no, they were just goofing around on set, and the director's like, boom, done, record yeah, it. One like, and done, yeah. Oh, uh, funny story, too. I mean, uh, I've known Holly for years, actually. Mm-hmm. And we went to the high school Christmas semi formal together, and I just went, I'm going to the Christmas semi formal with a girl named Holly. There you go. It doesn't get any more perfect than that. And then Angela mentioned uh, the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas every Christmas Eve. Yeah. So these were some awesome choices. I'm, I'm right up there with Angela. That's when yeah. I watch it, Christmas Eve. Thanks to everyone who commented. That was pretty great. Um, it was awesome to see some interactions. There was another one that I watch every year, too, and it's not. But I save it for Christmas Day, and it goes back to Nick. It's Scrooge with Albert Finney. is one of the few musicals I actually do like. Mm. It's got a very beautiful... It's the same kind of style that The Fearless Vampire Hunters was done in, you know, that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, okay. You know, so it's 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 so beautiful to look at. It's so wonderful to watch, and it's got this really fantastic performances. But a couple other movies, which go along with the holiday season... But not Christmas that I watch every year. Because New Year's is kind of boring. Kind of. And there's two New Year's movies that I watch. 
and they are completely diametrically different. <laughs> One is Sandra Bullock while you were sleeping. Okay. And the other is the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> uh, and oh. and that, that's fair. That's fair. Actually, let, let's talk about it for a second. Um, yeah, New Year's, New Year's Day, kind of boring. Yeah. Um, I mean, why don't you watch the Rose Bowl if you're not into football? Nah. Well, like every year I watch Gremlins. Yeah. So every year for New Year's, I watch Gremlins too. Because right. that makes sense. It's a New York film. <gasps> yeah, Gremlins got to watch that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of my thing for New Year, uh, New Year's Day. Also, I find myself, for the last like decade, every time I wake up on New Year's Day, for some reason, I pull up videos on cryptids and just watch those. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. It just has become a thing for me. Yeah, aliens, In uh, depending on where you're listening from, I know this is going to be a, an odd kind of thing for our uh, listeners south of the border, but we have Boxing Day here in Canada, mm-hmm. which is um, slightly different from the Boxing Day that they have in England, in the UK. But that is, uh, you know, obviously because we're tied in with that, with the Commonwealth and all that. That's a great thing to do because Boxing Day is like, it's like second Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. A lot of families will get together. So, I mean, that's a great thing to watch things like, uh, Batman Returns, yes. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. With right? there, there are a slew of movies that take place during Christmas that aren't really Christmas movies. But we had this little throwback. Let us go back to the dark ages of Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so we, kick you. So we, we we go to let's do a throwback to uh, uh our, I think it was like our first Christmas yeah. special that we were talking about. Um, where there is no such thing as a Christmas movie. I hate to say that, folks, because it doesn't, the genre doesn't exist. It is either action, comedy, horror, fantasy, well, yes. whatever, right? And so there is no such thing as a Christmas movie. There's movies that take place at Christmas. And I know that that's a hard concept for people. And I know people are going to disagree with me, so don't come for me. But the genre of Christmas movie actually doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. Was, and one of my friends, Richard, he posted the the thing you know what what is a christmas movie yeah and basically my look at it is i don't care what movie it is if you sit down this this movie makes you happy on christmas it doesn't matter if it is die hard it doesn't matter if it's christmas carol it doesn't matter if it's i don't know cellular stuff like whatever as long as it makes you like one of the fast and furious movies jaws whatever as long as it makes you happy on christmas then Go for it. Yeah. And, you know, and th- that's a uh, that's an excellent point because there are plenty of people that it is not Christmas Eve until Hans Gruber falls from the... the, the Nakatomi Tower. Thank you. It's so hard to say for me. The Nakatomi Tower. Uh, and, you know, I've watched it and it's wonderful. And, I, you know, of course, it's like it's got Alan Rickman in it. The late Alan Rickman. He was... Who's slimy as all yeah, hell in the but movie. But, I mean, you know, whether you, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, there's some people that would... Uh, you know, like it's the Harry Potter fans. For them, it's the Yule Ball, right? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. Watching that, right? Doing marathons. I've done marathons with uh, my uh, Tim Dotty, right? Where we we did the Lord of the Rings marathon on New Year's Day. Yeah, you know, yeah, so I've done that it's before. Like, it's so much fun to enjoy the holidays and to just pick out your favorite movie, whatever it is. To your point, Nick, if it brings you joy, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I am all for it. Well, aliens, that is all the time that we have for this special little episode of Area 51 and a Half. This is... Ren, a.k.a. Pyro Lily. And... Snyderman 501, Nick Snyder. And Spooky Uncle John wishing you 
a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a Happy Holidays. See you in the New Year.